diabetes, chronic care, and no health insurance. You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a focus on diabetes. I'm Dr. Gary Cohn, your host, and with me today is Dr. Brenda Fan. Dr. Fan is Assistant Professor of Family Medicine and the Family Medicine Center Director at the Rush Copley Family Medical Residency Program in Aurora. She's also the Medical Director for Chronic Care at the Tri-City Health Partnership, a free clinic in suburban St. Charles. Dr. Fan comes to us today from her office in Chicago. Brenda, thanks for being with us today. We, uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on. Maybe before we get into the actual provision of care in, in the setting that we're going to talk about, I, I think we'd be interested in something of your own professional background and how you got into volunteering your time for efforts like this. As far as my professional background, I graduated from the University of Illinois College of Medicine in 1995 and then finished a residency in family medicine in 1998. And ever since then, I've been involved with volunteering. Actually, it even started before that. Back in eighth grade, we had to do a volunteer service project as part of our confirmation preparation. Hmm. So, and really, since then, I've been volunteering. Before medical school, it was a matter of making meals for the homeless and things like that. And, you know, and after I became a physician, I decided to use my skills in, as a doctor to help people instead of um, cooking, which is probably better off anyhow. <laughs> do you find that uh, people come into the volunteer business from different motivations or from different places? I think pretty much everyone comes in for the same reason, and that is that they, they have a calling to want to help people somehow, or they have a skill that they know would help people. Mm-hmm. And it's such an it's such an easy thing for me as a doctor to take care of someone with diabetes or another chronic problem. It doesn't take a lot of effort on my part to do that, but mm-hmm. it makes such a significant impact in that person's life that it seems silly not to do it. Mm. Well, that's a good way of putting it. Well, well let's talk a little bit about... Um providing care for uh, diabetes or, or other chronic diseases. You're in a free clinic environment. People don't have insurance. They probably don't have, uh, you don't have a lot of the uh, maybe tools or personnel that you might have in the hospital. T- tell us how it's different or, or how it's the same. Our free clinic is very unique in the sense that we are not a federally qualified health center. Mm-hmm. Our clinic operates solely on private donations, grants that we can receive and through help with our sponsors, like one of the community hospitals does all of our laboratory testing and radiology testing for free for us, and they they donate that as part of their service to the community. So we have some financial resources and physical resources through the hospital that help us to be able to provide this kind of care. We also, with some of our grants, we write some grants specifically for things like our diabetes program, and we're able to get the glucometers to test the blood sugars and the, the strips and things like that as part of this grant money. You know, we'll use the money for that. We also have a nice pharmacy program. We're able to get all of our medications that we need through the these private donations and grants that we actually have a, a drug room there. So none of our patients get an actual prescription and have to go to the pharmacy. They're provided all their medications there at our clinic, which is something that's unique compared to other clinics mm-hmm. because they walk out with everything they need to have to go ahead and take care of their diabetes. And how about your patients? How do they, um, how do they find out about you that, you, that you're there in the first place? Word of mouth is one way. We try to advertise. There's little blurbs in the local newspaper. I actually found out about the clinic because there was a little advertisement for it in the church bulletin. Huh. I mentioned that there was a free clinic. I see it in my township newsletter, the Salvation Army, and some of the local 
resources, the community resources that people might use, know about us, and operate as a referral source for us. And, and how is it uh, taking care of diabetics in that uh, particular setting? Taking care of a diabetic patient is always challenging because it incorporates lifestyle changes, a significant amount of compliance and willingness on the patient to do their part in taking care of their health care, and that, that's always a challenge. We have those same challenges at the free clinic, but we also have additional challenges that a lot of the private practice and people with insurance don't have. And some of those issues are transportation to the clinic for their follow-up appointments and even transportation over to the hospital where they need to get their laboratory testing done. Depression and psychiatry issues are frequent in our patient population also, and that will affect the way patients perceive care or their ability to even comply or understand what their disease is. Inability to afford healthy food. It's much cheaper to buy a package of potato chips and a package of hot dogs than it is to get skinless, boneless chicken breast with some fresh fruit and vegetables. You know, that, that's always an issue. And then lack of support system. Mm-hmm. A lot of our patients don't necessarily have a, a... Some of them do, but some of them are living with roommates or, you know, not necessarily family members or some. there's a homeless shelter a couple blocks away and some of our patients reside there. So they don't necessarily even have that family or friend support to help them. And then they do get fragmented care when they get hospitalized because we don't follow them in the hospital. And not too many of our diabetics actually do end up in the hospital, which is surprising. So, you know, they might have someone else taking care of them if they go to a hospital or emergency room, but at least they have the continuity through us. How have you found follow-up to be, uh, you see a patient, do they come back when they're supposed to? Do you have any way of the clinic encouraging them to do so? Do you follow up with them? We have pretty good follow-up. And I, I have to say, I'm medical director of chronic care at the free clinic there, and the diabetic clinic really was, up and running, and I and I do help with that a little bit, but for the most part, there's a, a we have a wonderful nurse practitioner and another wonderful family physician that that really see those people on a regular basis. But we have a fairly compliant patient population for a free clinic in terms of follow up. We have some wonderful nurses, and and I think this just speaks volumes about the nurses that we have there. They will call the patients, we will send them letters, we will make sure that they do get back to see us, and. We actually require that our diabetics come every six weeks, not every three months, which is different from the community standards where diabetics are just followed up quarterly. We do have them come back in six weeks where they get a med refill and check in with the nurse who checks how their blood sugars are doing, you know, just kind of reinforce the most diet and exercise and lifestyle changes. For the next six weeks, they'll come back and see either the nurse practitioner Mm -hmm. or the physician. So they're coming back more frequently, and and we do have a pretty low no-show rate. If you're just joining the discussion, you're listening to a focus on diabetes on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Gary Cohn, and I'm speaking with Dr. Brenda Fan, and we are discussing diabetes, chronic care, and no health insurance. Let's talk a little bit about the actual interaction at the clinic with uh, your patients. Have you found there to be any issues? Um, this is something we discussed on a, an earlier interview in the uh, in the month about uh, the literacy of your patients or their ability to deal with numbers. Have you found that to be a, a challenge in getting them to understand their disease and how to take care of it? At times, yes. I haven't noticed it so much with the numbers, but in terms of written information, that sometimes is an issue. And our nurses, you know, we have a small staff of three nurses, and they know these patients very well. They know their social situations. They know what jobs they have. They know everything about these people. And quite frequently, I'll give the nurses some educational information for patients that I think is just fabulous. And they'll refuse to give it out because they'll say they this is just 
they can't read this. And some of it's just off the American Academy of Family Physician website or the American Diabetes Association's website, things that are designed for patients, but our staff knows our patients well enough to know that even those written information packets are, are just above the level of where our patient's reading is. So we do try to tailor that. That is sometimes an issue, but I don't believe it's really affected care so much because we've really worked at being proactive with that. Any case histories that you could share with us that might um, illuminate our, our feeling of how, how things work there? I have two that I can tell you about. And our diabetics are really under very good control. Now, in my regular practice setting outside of the free clinic, this is not the case. But at the, this free clinic that we have, our average hemoglobin A1Cs for our diabetics are 6.9. That's practically normal. I mean, you can't get much better than that. That's just superb. But we do have a couple examples. And one is a patient who had lost his job and had applied for his CDL license to be a truck driver. And during that physical, he was found that he was hypertensive and had diabetes. And he didn't have any insurance, so he came to our clinic in March. And from March until September, his last visit, his weight went from 243 down to 222. So he's lost 21 pounds. His blood pressures went from 163 over 110 down to 116 over 72. His hemoglobin A1C dropped in half from roughly half, from 10 to 5.9. And, you know, this just is a, you know, an entire lifestyle change, you know, in the matter of just six months. And, again, that speaks volumes, I think, to the job that not only the wonderful physicians do, but my staff and nurses just does a tremendous job in terms of educating the patients on diet, exercise, lifestyle changes, and it shows. The results, you know, are there. We also have a 24-year-old who's a type 1 diabetic, and he's a little more challenging. He plays in a rock band. So, you know, he's in an environment filled with, you know, alcohol, smoking, and, of course, you know, the places he's playing don't have, you know, your healthy meals and entrees to eat. So Probably not. So it's, it's very hard for him to be compliant. He's done a great job and kept his hemoglobin A1C at 6.6. Wow. So, and again, you know, that just speaks volumes to, I think, the way our nurses do, and our patients. They're putting in a lot of hard work to get those hemoglobin A1Cs down, but our nurses are constantly reinforcing and helping with these diet and exercise changes Mm -hmm. and compliance, and it makes a huge difference. It sounds like, at least subjectively, you're saying that uh, your outcomes there are at least as good as what you could get uh, in the hospital clinic. The outcomes at the free clinic are admittedly better than what I'm getting in my my regular practice because we have that close follow-up, because they're being seen every six weeks, and we have the luxury of having more time to spend with them. And we also do our, our local hospital does help us with diabetic education, and we do have a dietitian and a diabetic educator who volunteer also and will help us. But, you know, in, in a regular practice setting, you don't have that much time to sit there with the patients, but here we can schedule them for an hour if we want. So there are some advantages to There practicing. are definite advantages. And it sounds like it, uh, it, it feels good to you as well as a physician and, and doing what you're trained to do and, and, being, and having the freedom to do it the way you want to do it. Absolutely. And these are the patients in whom if they have complications from their diabetes, it's going to impact their lives so much more because they don't have the resources for hospitalization. And, you know, if they end up on dialysis or, you know, there's there's other mechanisms in place when patients end up on dialysis. But, I mean, if they have comorbidities, well, they don't have the insurance for all those inpatient admissions. And it's really good to see that we're getting this under control to help prevent some of those complications in the yeah. future. Is there a need for um, more physician or nurse uh, volunteerism in communities or in your community? Do you see uh, a need for that? Do you you have any thoughts about uh, the future of this free clinic concept? You know, we always have a need for volunteers. We have a, we're, we we could always use more volunteers, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, 
we could expand our clinic if if needed. There's there's more patients, and I, it, as far as the future, it would be great to have more places like this because there are people that fall through the cracks that don't qualify for public aid, but don't can't get insurance. And you know, some of our patients are regular, typical working class patients who just don't have insurance and don't have the resources. Something needs to be out there for them, and this is a great a great way to do that. Well, Brenda, we uh, we really appreciate your perspective being uh, being in there in the trenches. My thanks to Dr. Brenda Fan, who has been our guest. We've been talking about diabetes, chronic care, and no health insurance. I'm Dr. Gary Cohn. You've been listening to a focus on diabetes on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. For questions and comments, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com or visit us at reachmd. Thanks for listening.